Thanking a veteran on this day is scriptural. The, the word of God says, show honor to whom honor is due, and veterans are to be honored. Their willing service for the sake of our freedoms, thank you very much, all of you veterans. Hey, so glad you're here. You're going to be moved by this week's episode, season two, episode six. The underlining theme, trust. Trust. The disciple Thomas is worried about running low on food and money. James and John, the brothers, are worried about understanding what it really means to follow Jesus. Peter worries when Jesus assigns Matthew to him to go find Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene worries over facing Jesus again after her repeated failures. And Rama, one of the ladies following Jesus, she expresses her worry to Mary, the mother of Jesus. She says, why doesn't Jesus just bring Mary Magdalene back? And Jesus' mother responds, sometimes my son is as much a mystery to me as he is to you. And that answer frustrates Rama. And Mary comes back quieting her by quoting Psalm 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of our God. Trust. In Hebrew, it means to set one's hope and confidence, to be secure, fearing nothing. You know, sometimes a concept has a little more clarity if you can find an example of what that concept is not. A national magazine ran a contest to award the best real-life quotes resembling the cartoon Dilbert. Some of you might follow that comic strip. It's about an office worker where bureaucracy and common sense rarely meet. <laughs> well, the real-life quote that won the contest came from an employee at Sun Microsystems who shared this memo which had come down from management. This is what was said. As of tomorrow, employees will be able to access the building only by using individual security cards. Pictures will be taken next Wednesday and employees will receive their cards in two weeks. The cards whereby you can get access into the building starting tomorrow. Oh, there were more. There was another one that said, we know that communication is a problem, but the company is not going to discuss it with employees. One more. This project is so important, we can't let things that are more important interfere with it. Well, obviously, is it any wonder that there is sometimes a lack of trust in the workplace? Not thinking through the details can make trust tough. And so can not being able to see the big picture. And frankly, that's exactly the dilemma every one of us has as we try to follow Jesus. He's not just a few steps ahead of us. You all, time is contained within him. He envelops time. He is outside of time. He is without beginning or end. 
And maybe faith here finds some of its real traction, a special place for us. Stephen Blandon has made this observation. The word trust means to lie helpless, face down. It's actually a picture of a servant who is waiting for his master's command so that he can respond in full obedience. And this exposes another big problem with trust. Lying prostrate, face down, is a posture of submission, an act of worship, acknowledging that someone is greater, that they are worthy of allegiance. And that kind of trust is not found outside of humility and faith. But when that kind of trust is evident, it's hard to dismiss. It's hard to look away. It shines such a bright light that it affects everything near it. I haven't been able to get away from this quote by Vance Havner for several months now. The hope of dying is the only thing that keeps me alive. Can you imagine living with that kind of faith and trust? The hope of dying is the only thing that keeps me alive. Not long ago, I read about five college students who lived 150 years ago and they were spending a Sunday in London, England. And they were so excited because they wanted to hear the famed preacher, C.H. Spurgeon. So they found out what time the services were and where he was preaching and they went and they were waiting for the doors to open. And, this, and the students, while they were waiting there, they were greeted by a man that said, well, hey, let me show you around. Would you like to see the heating plant of this church? Well. The students weren't particularly interested, especially because it was a hot day in July, but the man seemed so inviting that they didn't want to offend him, so they said, sure, sure. So they went in the building. They were taken down a stairway. A door was quietly opened, and their guide whispered, this is our heating plant. The five students were surprised to see some 700 people bowed in prayer seeking a blessing on the worship service that was soon to begin in the auditorium above them. Softly closing the door, the gentleman then introduced himself. You know who it was? C.H. <laughs> Spurgeon. Can you imagine living with that kind of faith and trust? Years ago, when it was customary for church attenders to bring their tithes and offerings up to the front of the auditorium as an act of worship during the service. A preacher observed a little girl among those presenting their gifts. And as she pulled a ring from her finger given her by her grandmother, she placed it on the offering table, returned to her seat. After the service, an usher was sent to ask her to join the preacher for a brief moment. The preacher told her, I saw what you did. It was beautiful. We just don't feel right about keeping your treasured ring, so we've decided to give it back to you. And to his surprise, that little girl vigorously shook her head in refusal and said, you don't understand. I didn't give my ring to you. I gave it to God. Can you imagine living with that kind of trust and faith. Back to this week's episode of The Chosen. James and John have an interesting exchange. 
It seems James, the little brother, is admiring his big brother, John. Seems like these things are kind of coming easy to him. He compliments him with everything that's going on. It seems like John is there steady and, and right with him. And John responds, actually, I don't understand most of this, just pieces here and there when good things happen. But the rest, I'm just following. Isn't that where we all are? When no one is injured in the wreck? When the pregnancy goes full term and there's a healthy baby? When the money outlasts the month? When the marriage stays strong? We understand pieces here and there when good things happen, but what about the rest of the time? when tragedy strikes, when storms come, when understanding is nowhere to be found and God all-powerful is distant at best. What about those times, the rest of the times? Does trusting then mean following anyway? Yes. Why? Because in Christ alone, hope is found. He's the cornerstone, he's solid ground. The fiercest drought and storm cannot overcome his heights of love and his depths of peace. Why do we trust and follow him anyway? Because he's the all in all. 